Hi there. Welcome to the Connecting KC podcast. I'm Rachel Kilmer, also known as Rach the Realtor on the internet where I love, well, connecting all things Kansas City. I'm a metro area real estate agent, retired sports reporter, and mom, and probably too old to be calling myself a TikToker, but honestly, that's how we got here. <laughs> you can learn more at www.rachetherealtorkc.com. But this show is all about introducing you to all of the movers and shakers, interesting people, heartfelt stories, and funny quirks that make this vibrant community home. So let's get right to it with today's episode of Connecting KC. Today's guest is a special one. You'll recognize her last name here momentarily. With a proven track record of storytelling across a dynamic index of industries, Morgan Kilmer has more than seven years of PR experience in the apparel, lifestyle, health, travel, and wellness categories. Her varied experience, media savvy, and gut instincts has shaped her approach to push through the noise in unexpected ways. Morgan's passion is driven by building brand awareness and guiding her clients through turbulent times in the world by helping them to use their platforms for good. Morgan has worked with agencies small to large, self-funded startups to seasoned industry leaders within categories such as CPG fashion, supply chain, space travel, and everything in between. Morgan's unique portfolio includes household names like AG Jeans, Roberto Cavalli, Peter Dundas, to category pioneers like Athletic Greens, Levels, Knicks, and Worldview. And Morgan is my sister, so she's about to roast me for mispronouncing some actual, like, fashion industry name. So sorry <laughs> about that, Morg. <laughs> it did. I'm impressed. I did. Okay, good. Good. Um, so for all the dum dums like me, Morgan, I before I started learning about your job, I definitely did not know the difference between public relations versus marketing versus communications. So can you kind of break down what the differences are between all of those different things and like what specifically you do in public relations? Yes. Um, I think most people get these confused, but public relations falls under the marketing umbrella. The marketing, marketing is like a very generic term for a lot of different careers, um, depending on the size of the company. So, and then within that, there could be a community. So there is a marketing team and then under the marketing team, there's a communications team within the communications team there's a few different directions that you can go. Public relations is one of those directions. So public relations is any earned media. So we're not paying um, advertisers or publications to talk about their, their brands. My job is to get reporters to talk about my brand or client. So whether it's a CEO or influencer or executive, um, the goal is to get reporters to talk about them um, organically in news coverage. That's right. That's a very so, general term ex explanation. No, I think that's helpful because that's, yeah, that's makes sense in a way that I wouldn't have understood it when you first started in it. So what does that look like? in Kansas City? Like are does every company have someone working in PR in Kansas City? What size of businesses like don't and really should? Like 
what does that look like for, you know, just people that live in that kind of more mid-sized market like KC and, and what kind of what's the industry look like here? Yeah, that's another good question. Um, the I would say Thanks. the term public relations is a lot more broad for brands in Kansas City just because a lot of them have smaller budgets than national brands do. So someone who's working in public relations here probably is also doing social media. So they're probably maybe creating their social media content, um, reaching out to influencers, reaching out to the media here because there's less media for them to reach out to. It just um, makes the opportunities a little bit smaller um, so they can make their budget a little bit smaller for that role. Whereas like a national brand has a lot more power behind it and a lot more people. Um, and then there's a lot more national media coverage. So yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So you, because there's like less people to try to get media coverage from, you have to like, they are doing, wearing more than one hat yeah. in most cases. That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, what are the challenges of working in this field in Kansas City? So just like you, obviously you do this from a freelance perspective. Um, you started your own business, Kilmer Communications. So you work with a lot of national brands, but like, so what are the challenges of doing that? And for people that like, are doing PR for Kansas City companies in the Kansas City market? Yeah, so the challenges for me personally working with national brands is just convincing them that I can do my job on a national scale from Kansas City. Um, I would say since COVID, more people are open to this idea, but it's still very rare for someone to be in Kansas City. Most of the PR um, experts that are working with large national, international brands are in New York, LA, Miami, Chicago, obvious, all the bigger cities. Um, I was lucky enough to live in New York, so I've maintained those relationships and I've been able to continue business remotely from KC. Um, the challenges for people working in public relations, specifically for Kansas City brands, I think kind of like what we said, it's just a smaller market. So there's less opportunity and, um, you know, it's a small world. So if, if like the four new main news outlets here in Kansas city aren't interested in your story, there aren't a ton of other places that you can go. Um, but that's why I think the umbrella of the job in KC gets a little bit larger. So if those news outlets turn them down, maybe you're focusing the month on getting influencers to talk. If, if we're like talking about promoting a restaurant in Kansas City, for example, say there, none of the news outlets are interested, maybe I'll spend my month inviting influencers to come in and, and promote the restaurant. Or um, maybe I'm working with a Brit doing brand collaborations and popping up at all the different events around happening around Kansas City. Um, so that's where like the term might expand to more of like a, a bigger marketing role than just like a PR expert. That makes sense. So when you lived in New York, I, and probably LA too, I know that like part of your job was taking like journalists and editors out and like whining and dining them and like showing them a good time. So you're on their good side. So they'll write stories for you. I know you don't really work with Kansas City brands yet, but what would that look like here? Like if you were like, hey, I'm going to take the editor of the Kansas City Star out to make sure that we have a good relationship like what 
do you have like an idea in your head of like, okay, this is the activity we do. This is the restaurant we'd go to like that kind of thing. Or would that just not be a thing in Kansas city? No, it definitely would be a thing. I, yeah, like you said, I don't have as much reason to, but there are a few freelancers who write for national outlets that are on my radar to take out. Um, and I always have ideas. And then there's also a few editors that are in New York that are from the Kansas city area that I know through mutual people. And I always try to catch them when they're in town because I'm like, oh, I want to take you to this new spot. So yeah, I take them to like Green Lady Lounge or um, I'm trying to think of like um, cross the rooftop at Crossroads. So yeah, I definitely always have fun ideas. But again, the opportunity for me isn't, um, I don't have as many opportunities. However, when I was at Kendra Scott, um, I did a little bit of that for local media. Um, and s- sometimes... You know, a lot of these reporters are really busy. And I, as you know, from the other end, like the small, the reporters in smaller markets are also wearing a lot of hats. So they not, might not always have time to go to some glamorous dinner with a local PR person. Um, so a few different ways that people do it here is one, the, the news outlets will sometimes host um, like lunch and learns and they will invite us like KNBC did this and invited a bunch of different PR people and communications officers from the different towns to come in and um, they kind of chatted through like what a good pitch looks like for them, what's newsworthy for them. So uh, we got to learn, we got to hear like from their perspective, how we can be of service to them. Um, And then another thing we would do with Kendra Scott is just like send them like bagels one morning if it's like before the holidays or we might send them um, some jewelry if we know that the reporter just had a birthday or maybe they had a baby. Um, so those are some other ways you can kind of like start to build a relationship without having to, you know, go to some luxury. Uh, if you don't have the budget to take everyone to the Mercury room, <laughs> which I've still never been. I know we need to do that. I was going to say, uh, as a former broke journalist, I don't think they would turn down a fancy dinner. You just might have to do it between the six and 10 newscasts. <laughs> That's full. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know, Morg, for you, a huge deal is working with brands that prioritize social justice. So I'm curious how these conversations go when you're talking to a brand that, like, historically, it would be like, oh, brands don't take political stands, so we need to just ignore whatever's in the news right now. How does that conversation go? Like, are brands typically open-minded to this or... How does it work? Yeah, um, it really depends on the brand, to be honest. I would say that more brands than not are um, eager for advice. A lot of them don't know where to go. And it doesn't always make sense for a brand to speak out. But I would say more importantly than that, there's definitely a time when you should just be silent um, if you aren't going to speak out. There's a time that is just not tasteful. So maybe instead of them, if it doesn't make sense for the brand to speak out, if it's not something they feel comfortable in, they they don't feel like they're an expert in, but say they had some like huge product launch or big announcement, that's where we advise them, let's hold this announcement. It doesn't need to happen today. And it would be very distasteful to take up space and um, take up noise when that needs to be around um, the more important conversation that's happening that day or week. Um, but yeah, no, I've definitely had pushback from from bosses and clients. Um, and I would just say that I think that people, society is learning that our dollars 
our our votes and um yes we need to actually get out and vote but also people um we can make a difference with where we're spending our money and we can choose a brand that's um supporting um what am i trying to say minority voices and um or we can choose to you know support brands that aren't aren't aligned with our own values have you ever had an experience where well you just started freelancing so you didn't previously have a lot of control over who your clients are but like have you ever had experiences with clients where you're like okay our values don't align i need to not work with this client anymore because i can't go down the path they want me to go down Yes. Part of the reason I decided to go freelance was because I've had experiences working with brands that had values that were that did not align with mine. And it was very hard for me to do my job and uh, promote these brands that I didn't believe in or were um, working with ambassadors that were, uh, in my opinion, harmful to society. Um, And so now I'm able to be a little bit more selective with who I work with. Um, I think a lot of times agencies get desperate and they see dollar signs, so they don't do their due diligence and look into the brand to see who they're supporting, um, what kind of influencers they're working with. And I just think that um, in today's climate, we can't look past the other people that they're working with. I'm curious, uh, working with these national brands, uh, when you tell them you're based out of Kansas City, have you gotten any funny responses of people that are like, isn't it just cows there? Or like, or do people have a pretty good idea of like what Kansas City is and where it is? No, people think, I mean, I would say, oh, actually, you know what? It's evolved. My answer's evolved. When I, fir- like, when I first moved to New York, people thought, like, I legit had someone be like, so is it like, from where Dorothy is like that's literally what they thought of Kansas City they thought it was by Michigan or Wisconsin they they had no idea where in the map it was in the past few years and I think that's thing that um is in part to our Kansas City Chiefs um more people are aware of Kansas City but yeah the, it's definitely a I think it's like a fun icebreaker because it's different than just saying oh I live in New York or LA um and if people are familiar with Kansas City the number one question I'm asked is what's my favorite barbecue spot? So that's how I know that they've been here or have family here. What do you tell them? Now I tell them Joe's. I didn't used to like barbecue um, up until like maybe two or three years ago. And so I never had an opinion on it. But that's what I was wondering. I credit your boyfriend for that. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so do you remember when Nebraska's, like, tourism department came out with the slogan, Nebraska, it's not for everyone? Yeah. And it, like, went viral. It was, like, on all the morning shows and stuff. So what would – I'm sure the actual Visit KC department has, like, actually good slogans, but what would our, like, ironic slogan be? I was trying to think. Like, if we were, like, making a, like, tongue-in-cheek PR campaign for Kansas City – what do you think it would be? That's a good question. I don't know. I want to like say something with like a cow because there are times that I've flown in, like especially when I lived in New York, and you're flying into MCI and you just all you see on the right is like literally a lot of cow of cattle, and then you went into to the airport, which thank goodness it's updated, 
and the first thing you see is like that t-shirt with it's like a cow or a pig on it and you're like okay they just lean into you know what you see um there's so much more to kansas city but i feel like when all you like the people that have just had layovers here they don't see kansas city because it's so far the airport's so far away so they literally just see a land of grass and maybe a few cows on the side of the road so i don't know cowtown usa i mean that is one of our names but uh, yeah they'd be like kansas city cows and there's other stuff too or something like that i don't know (laughs) i feel like i need to go back and listen to ted lasso to get some inspiration because i feel like ted lasso (laughs) would have like the perfect slogan for us he would we need to get jason stakis on this stat um okay so being in kansas city i know again you don't work with a ton of kansas city brands at the moment but i know that you would love to how does Kansas City's growth create, like, because we are in such a cool spot as a city right now with all of the exciting things we have coming up and the development of downtown, all that good stuff. How does that growth create momentum and opportunities for brands that are trying to get publicity, get better marketing, get better public perception? Yeah, I mean, it just, it, it helps all around. The new airport helps, um, the NFL draft, the Chiefs, um winning the super bowl didn't hurt um there's been so much construction and new business developments around the city and i think um just the more eyes on the city it gets um you know we're in the spotlight more and more and that attracts investors which a lot of you know kansas city brands a a lot of the problem to go national is that you, you might need a little bit more budget um which might be hard to find in the midwest and i think people now um are recognizing Kansas City as a bigger city, you know, like the Austin and Denver's of the world. Um, so I think it's starting to become more of a hot spot. Um, and especially for creatives, even. Um, there's been a lot of like cool stories recently in the news. It, Kansas City was even on, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the, the, the Pedro Pascal show, um, The Last of Us. Kansas City was on there and I read an article how they I think they actually filmed some in Kansas City and used Kansas City production crew for that. Um, And then same with the cast of Bel Air, one of the writers or actors in the Bel Air, the new Prince of Bel Air show um, is from Kansas City. So I I just feel like it's created like all this movement at the same time, which uh, I think makes it really exciting for brands and businesses. Okay, see. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I know we've talked about this before. You know that girl on TikTok that's like, oh, um, Harry and Meghan? Yeah, everything's fine. But like, could you please not do that anymore? That's like does like yes. p- fake PR calls. What are your like top like cringe things that like brands do that you're like, hey, babe, like I love you, but like let's not do that. <laughs> okay, I have so many eggs, but um. I can't think of too many off the top of my head, but generally just when a brand um, is too far behind a trend and it's like, we're already over this and it's something that's been trending on TikTok for months and then the brand just decides to post it on Instagram and it's like, we've already seen this. It's old news. Um, So yeah, I'm trying to think of, it's like the the new Barbie campaign. I don't know if you've seen that, but everybody is posting the like picture of them or the founder with like the Barbie thing. And it was like, okay, cool. Whenever the day that the Barbie commercial came out, but I've seen a few that have happened this week and we're like, 
okay, that was actually two weeks ago, so it's old news now. Whose job is that within a company usually to like keep them, you know, in the loop on like what's cool and what's not, like what's old news and what's still funny and trendy? Um, that would be the social team. But then the PR team has to clean up the mess if it's not good. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Is there like a is there like um tension between like social teams and PR teams and like marketing teams or does yeah and like bigger companies? Yeah, and bigger com so I've worked only with agencies, so they're outsourcing meet PR, but in house is what you call it. So if there's a PR person in house, I've heard from friends who work under brands, there's a lot of pushback. And sometimes we will too because Sometimes we don't want news to break on something. Like we want to time it at a strategic moment. And social media might have a different time that is better for them to post something on Instagram per se. They're like going to get more engagement this day. But then that already breaks the news and say like, I have an exclusive with a media outlet to go out with this. So there's definitely a little bit of tension there. Um, so you, yeah, it's important to... The, the, those two jobs work so closely together. So it's always important to communicate and try to get along as much as possible. Yeah, I feel that even though we don't work together, you still yell at me about my posts sometimes on social media. Yeah. Not good timing, not optimized, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, okay. Not, doing the best I can. Someone's got to keep you aligned <laughs> on chill. Uh, yeah, you try. I'm your Um. I'm I'm your self-appointed uh, image manager. <laughs> Consultant. Probably. Free PR that I didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Last question. I ask everyone that comes on the podcast this question, or I try to. What is a great meal you've had recently in Kansas City that you're like, hey, guys, if you haven't tried this, you got to have it? Ooh. Um, probably Root and Lee Summit. And it was a burger, surprisingly, which I'm not usually a burger person, but it had something. Now I can't even remember what it was that was on it, but it had like some kind of interesting ingredient. But they have seasonal, they they always have like different seasonal ingredients on their burger and all their other entrees. I don't remember what it was, but it was delicious. And everything there is also just so good. Okay. Second Roots, the little charcuterie bites app yeah. that they do. I don't even like they like I don't I don't usually like charcuterie boards that are just like a plain piece of meat. But I think it was with our family that we had that and it was so good. I think you're the one that yeah I got it. Well, I've had it twice now and like they change it seasonally too. But it's like something sweet, something savory. Like it like this is might be dramatic, but I think it's one of the best things I've tasted in the entire city ever. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. So good pick. That was a good one. Okay. Well, thank you, Morgan, for coming on the podcast, even though you had no choice because you're my sister. You're welcome. <laughs> Everyone, if you're interested in the best PR services in the city, it's called Kilmer Communications. Morgan, thanks for coming on. Let's go get charcuterie bites from Roots soon. Thank you. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. If we haven't already, let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and TikTok at RachTheRealtorKC. We're back right here every Thursday morning with a new guest on Connecting KC. See you next time.